This episode is brought to you by the Professional Speech and Debate Association. Join the newest and most exciting league in forensics. Anyone can enter at any age and earn large cash prizes. Learn more at ProSDA.com. Hi, my name is Talon Stradley, and this is Soapboxers, a fly-on-the-wall podcast about speech and debate. I used to compete on the Orange Coast College team, and now I'm back after two years to document the speech and debate experience and bring it to you. Today, we take you to the first in-person tournament in over a year and a half to see how a tournament runs and what it takes to compete. This is Soapboxers. What you are hearing right now, all that hubbub, that's the OCC speech and debate team's first workshop of the year. All of these students are gathered to work on their pieces in a group setting. So I'm currently finding some information about my informative speech on safety systems and Galileo's warning. Um, currently, I'm just pulling uh, sources from some of my old debate cases to put in the Discord. Um, I'm just going through our articles that we have on our Discord, just seeing if there's anything in there that I might need to use for the debate that I'm going to be doing this weekend. That's right. The team has a tournament coming up this very weekend, and it's not just any tournament, it is the first in-person tournament for the OCC team since the start of the pandemic in spring of 2020. This is why this workshop was put together. For many of the students, this is their last chance to polish a piece with the coaches before taking it to a competition. We'll come back to this workshop, but first I want to take us to the team meeting a few days prior. The team has spent the last four weeks learning what speech and debate is. They joined the team, saw some example speeches, had some deep dives into every major event type. Many of them have had coaching sessions already. Platform speeches are being written, interp scripts are being memorized. The team has cultivated a basic understanding of what forensics is and how these events are performed. While many are prepared to stand up and perform their speech, there is still a lot more they need to learn about how to be at a tournament. Just to cover a few things about the tournament before we go. A big part of what Shaheen wants to talk about is sportsmanship. Behavior at the tournament for the 10 people that are going to go is really important because now you're going to be in person and you're going to be representing Orange Coast College. Like any competition, whether it's an NFL football game or go fish with your friends, you always want to be respectful to everyone involved. You want to treat every single person with respect. You want to do that fucking anyway. But especially when it comes to the tournament, especially when you're representing Orange Coast College. Part of the way you can show that respect is by being a good and engaged audience member. When it comes to your audience interaction, at Orange Coast College, we are the best audience members of all time. When someone sees the posting and they see someone from Orange Coast College, they should be thrilled because they know they're going to have a great audience member and terrified because they also kind of know that they're going to get their ass kicked. Okay, so Shaheen is gassing up the students a bit. He wants a confident, pumped up, and charged team, just like any coach. But he and the other coaches take this sportsmanship stuff very seriously. Five years ago, we went to the state tournament and the number one speaker in the state was on our team. 
okay? He won two events at the state tournament. Won two of them. But he was a dickhead. And we didn't take him to nationals. The number one speaker in the state, we were just like, we're good. Later. Bye. You're rude to your teammates. You're rude to your coaches. We don't need you here. And we fucking won nationals anyway. Shaheen and the other coaches are 100% willing to roll those dice. They want to win, sure, but not if they are winning with a bunch of jerks. Sportsmanship, team bonding, personal growth, that's why they're here in the first place. That is what speech and debate is about. You can understand now why they would dedicate an entire team meeting to driving that point home. The coaches also want to make sure that the students are being respectful to themselves and not sabotaging their own experience by undermining all the hard work they've put into this. And I can't tell you how many times we coaches have gone to the bathroom, gone to get food, and overheard someone talking about their event, right? And they're like, oh, my pros just isn't ready for this weekend. And I'm a judge and I see them in the next round. And so now how am I watching their pros? Yeah, I've already made some sort of prejudgment about their pros that they're not ready. If I never would have heard that, maybe I would have known, maybe I wouldn't have, maybe they would have fooled me. But now that I'm watching them with the preconceived notion that they're not prepared, I'm going to catch a lot more things about them not being prepared. Speaking of preparedness, that brings us back to the workshop, where students are working tirelessly to practice their speeches before the weekend. I stopped by to see how things were going. My name is Nina Mensagopian. Um, I'm Kendall Sievers. What do you want to know about me? What else do you want? I was curious to see what people expected the tournament to be like, especially after a month of learning about speech and debate. Um, for the tournament, I don't really know what's going to happen because I've only heard briefly. I haven't really talked to anybody who's been to a tournament before. Um, but it seems cool. I'm interested in a good bunch of practicing because they said I'm going to be debating possibly six rounds or more, which is a lot of practice, and that's what I need so that I can get more confident with it, I suppose. So from what I've heard, we're going to get there. I'm going to find a horde of people looking at paper that's like a posting. I have to find my name. Then I go to said room after we do like our warm-ups or whatever, what we do. And then I, what I would imagine, what would happen was when it starts, the judge just calls the people up in the order they're supposed to go in. You watch everyone else's, you do your piece, and like, that's that. And then you go to like another round, you do the same thing. And then like, until finals, I'm assuming. And then that's what I feel like is gonna happen. And then like an award show. And I also feel like it will be chaotic. For someone who's never been to a tournament, she has a really good idea of how it goes. I was also curious to see if competitors were nervous. Do they feel ready? Um, I do not, but I'm like a very overthinker kind of person, so I never feel ready for anything. Because I'm the kind of person who's super nervous, so I was like, well, if I don't do this one now, and this is the first one where everybody's going to be new, everybody's going to be nervous, they're all going to have those kind of jitters. And all the coaches are saying, like, that's the best time to do it is this tournament, so that's what kind of sold me on it. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna be just like everybody else. That's what I want to do. I wanted to do a tournament, and I knew I wanted to do one. We but for this tournament... Event, by the way. I've been doing it with Elisa. If you want, I can show you too. Yeah, that's it. Now? Yeah. Can I finish yeah. my interview? Or now? Either way, I we mean, can the, finish yeah, up later. It. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so the interview got cut a little short, but that's all right. These people have speeches to practice, articles to read, lines to memorize. After all, that tournament is right around the corner. Seeing students perform their pieces, seeing how nervous they are, how excited they are, how ready they are, all of it is just, yeah, it's all coming back to me in, a, in the best of ways. That's coming up next on Soapboxers. 
Hired Judge makes the lives of coaches and tournament directors easier by providing high quality, reliable judges at the click of a button. With over 1,200 judges nationwide, Hired Judge is always there to help you in a pinch. Judges are constantly evaluated for expertise, professionalism, and reliability to help make sure your tournament is successful. Hire judges or register to receive judging offers at HiredJudge.com. Use promo code SOAPBOXERS at checkout to save $15 off your first judge order. The PSDA has flipped traditional forensics on its head. With the only unaffiliated judge pool, the PSDA competitors receive a higher quality level of feedback and never have to worry about so-called judge politics. Just eight hours on the first Saturday of every month, PSDA tournaments are the most efficient, fun, and fair competition experience in forensics. Professional competitors can win up to $800 a tournament. Learn more at ProSDA.com and use promo code GOINGPRO at registration to save $50 on your first tournament. Are you enjoying Soapboxers? Want to help out the show? Consider donating. Whether you want to leave a one-time donation through our tip jar or a monthly contribution through Patreon, we have options for you. Our monthly backers get access to ad-free episodes, buttons, and shoutouts on the show. Visit soapboxerspod.com slash support to learn more. That's soapboxerspod.com slash support. And hey, thank you. Welcome back. It is the day of the tournament and people are raring to go. Most of the team is meeting at the Orange Coast College campus to take the school vans to the tournament. Me, I'm stuck in traffic. I am currently on the 405. Uh, it is 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning going south on the 405 is stopped dead. I missed meeting everyone on campus, so instead I went straight to the tournament site to meet them there. This tournament was hosted by Cal Baptist University in Riverside, California, about a 45-minute drive from OCC. Occasionally throughout the season, two-year colleges and four-year colleges compete at the same tournaments. This is one of those instances. We were there on a Saturday during a semester where a lot of people are still online. Regardless, there was a decent amount of people walking around the campus. It was pretty obvious who was there for the speech and debate tournament, though. They walk in packs of suits and determination. The first step of arriving at a tournament is to find a place to set up shop. Contrary to popular belief, tournament rounds are not held in large, packed auditoriums and stages. They take place in regular old classrooms with only the competitors, the judges, and maybe an audience member or two. Because of this, a lot of classrooms are unlocked. At the start of the day, before the first round, the OCC team likes to set up camp in one of these rooms to get together and do warm-ups. First, an introduction from Shaheen. Listen, the tournament starts in 20 minutes. I want you to know a couple things about the tournament before we get started. Who's doing pros? Okay. Just the three of you? Three of you, okay. So uh, you're the only people in pros, in novice pros. So it's just you guys competing against each other. This is not normal procedure for a tournament, but remember, these aren't normal times. Typically, you will have tons of competitors in these events. For example, in 2019, a tournament during the same time of year had over 40 IPDA competitors. This one has five, four of which are from OCC. It's important to remember that we are still in a pandemic. A lot of schools are still online. We're still wearing masks indoors. It's understandable that not as many teams would go to this tournament for a variety of reasons. And that's okay. 
These first tournaments are rarely big title contentions to begin with. It's always been treated more as an opportunity to get out, dust off your skills, get back in the saddle, and meet everyone again. And that's really what we're using today for. So I want you to be very clear about what the expectations are of you today. I expect that you represent yourself well. That's the number one thing that you have to worry about today. Like as far as things to worry about, don't give a shit about your pieces, don't give a shit about how well you do, don't give a shit about how bad you do. None of that stuff matters. I just want you to represent yourself well. After his talk, Shaheen dips out to go take care of some organization stuff, leaving Christian to lead the warm-ups. Step one, we're gonna just uh, go through the consonants. So we're gonna say ba 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 ka 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 all the way down to Z. That makes sense? And then we'll go into the next thing. Make sense? Okay. All right. We'll clap also. So everyone, if you and Talon, if you want to help too, that'd be great. Unless it's yeah, too close to the I, I will I will do everything I can. <laughs> all right, for sure. All right. Ba 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 all right, that'll be for that. It's normally in order, but I love the vibe. All right, for sure. This is one of those little moments that surprised me. I remember learning this warm up, and it's a bit tricky. Going through all the consonants of the alphabet in that manner is harder than it looks. I basically would follow along with the veteran teammates until I got it. But here, there are no veteran teammates. This is everyone's first tournament, and the only people in the room who have ever done that warm-up before is Christian and myself. But they're gonna be okay. These students are the Orange Coast College team. Uh, this one is going to be, uh, people wanna know who are we, and then we're all gonna say, O-C-C, all right? People want to know, who are we? OCC! With that, everyone takes a moment to review scripts or get some water, giving me a chance to talk to Christian. Oh, it's fun. Warm-ups were my favorite part when I was starting the speech day, and it's nice to officially do it again. In some ways, it's to warm up the body. In some ways, it's to warm up the voice. In most ways, it's to get your mind in the right headspace. You know, we're coming here. Sometimes it can feel like you're in your head, you're in your nerves, um, you're thinking about that first round, and it's just a time to not think about what's next, not think about you know what just came before, not think about what your piece was just like, just to come, shout, feel like you're with your team, recognize that it's not just you here, that you are coming here, that we're all saying work, that we're all coming in, saying these consonants together, even if they're not in the right order. And, and that's a part of it, right? It's a team bonding experience and it just has everyone get in the right headspace. Well, this is certainly a return to form for speech and debate. There are some changes that have come around due to COVID. So different. To get text messages with your rounds, like, they used to post paper. They used to post pieces of paper and you would go and you would look at the piece of paper and there was like vibe and energy because people were like nervous. And now you just get a text message and you look at your phone and you go to your room. This is one of those changes that may lose a little bit of magic, but is far more logistically feasible. But who knows? Maybe after COVID-19, we'll go back to paper postings just for that energy and tradition. For now, this tournament is using text messages. And when everyone's phones start buzzing, you know it's time for the first round. <sighs> this time, it's the debaters. They go off, strike, and come back with the resolutions for some group prep. David's resolution is civics should be a mandatory class. Already I'm thinking about we go through, what's it called, social studies. 
from the beginning. We go through government and econ. Mm-hmm. That stuff that hits, but you don't necessarily know that or know anything about that until you graduate because you never honestly experienced that. The first, well, let's first start with some definitions. Mm-hmm. So let's first see if we can get a dictionary definition of a civics class. After prep, everyone heads off to their first round. But yeah, you got it. Take your time. You know, take a deep breath before you go up. Yeah, have fun. Don't, yeah, 100%. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Right, yeah. Thank you, your man. David, yeah? Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. And when they come back, how was it? It was so much fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, it was so, everything that they said was true. It was so true. There's like they're gonna be nervous. They're gonna be shaking, and like you're gonna be a lot more prepared than you might seem. It's gonna be so much. It's gonna be very fun. Don't let the nerves take over you. Try to remember certain things. I was very, 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 very excited. Because there are an odd number of debaters, one person gets a bye each round. That just means they don't compete against anyone and it gets counted as a win. The first round bye went to Kendall, the overthinker who was a little nervous earlier in the episode. I checked in with her after the first round to see if she was still nervous about her upcoming first debate. Oh, I'm excited, yeah. I wish I got to compete the first round now. I was like, dang. Just I, after like seeing all the prep in here, because I was in here helping the other competitors prep, I was like, oh, I could have killed it. Like if I was able to use all this stuff I found, I would have killed it. Safe to say she is much more confident. Debaters get their second round assignments and they take off to start debating. One thing of note is that it's against the rules to record competitive rounds. Plus, I don't want to. I don't want to add anything to the plate of the competitors. This is their time to perform and enjoy. After the round, however, I can catch up with the team and get the play-by-play. After round two, I talked to Kendall again to see how her first debate went. It was okay. It wasn't. It was just stressful because I like. It wasn't something I was super familiar with. I wish I like did a different topic, but like, it is what it is, you know. What was the topic? <laughs> um, it was. I can read it actually. Okay. The U.S. federal government should set a new minimum wage at not less than fifteen dollars per hour. Okay. And I don't know a lot about econ or minimum wage or any of that. So that was a very quick 30 minute prep for me. <laughs> so what did you do then? How did you go about? Um, I asked my coach first of all, well, immediately my brain went to, well, I know that we need to up it because the housing is really expensive, especially out here in California. I know that like my dad mentions it all the time as a joke where he's like, well, I pay $800,000 for a house out here. I could get a mansion out in Texas. And I was like, okay, that's a good point. So then that's what I dove into first was being able to match it. And then one of the interesting statistics I came across was that we actually should be at $15 an hour which how, with how much inflation has like gone up in the past few years. So that's kind of what I dug into. Despite the unfamiliar resolution, Kendall still had a good time and she saw a lot of growth as a public speaker. Um, it wasn't as scary as I thought. I definitely knew I was going to have a problem with speaking. I tend to like catch on words a lot or like I have a blank where I can't think of a word and so I'll be up there like kind of spinning out almost. And that did happen a couple of times, but I made sure to like not flip out because usually I'm like, oh my God, I'm just standing up here. Like these people think I'm stupid or they don't know what I'm doing. And so I didn't do that this time around. So that was super exciting. While the debaters have been going in and out of rounds, our individual events competitors have been waiting. While IPDA is one-on-one, in individual events, or IEs, the competitors compete in rounds of six people, with each competitor going up and delivering their speech one after the other. Then, the judge ranks them from one to six, one being the best. 
What this means is that if you only have three interpreters, those three would just be seeing each other's speeches over and over and over again. It also has a weird impact on rankings. You can't really have an elimination final round if it's just the same three people again. So instead of doing the full amount of rounds, they might cut it down to two or three. That means that the interpreters have some time to kill. That brings us to the other side of debate tournaments, the chill side. The side where you get to chat, hang out, meet people from other schools, and just enjoy the presence of your teammates. Today, the IE competitors decide to go for a walk where they stumble on Shaheen working at a picnic table outside. Uh, I didn't have a round. I was just doing some work. Sometimes the conversations were light and fun. And then all of a sudden I noticed like this guy is like looking in my car and I'm like, I like make eye contact with him, like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just having a conversation with your dog. <laughs> and I turn to look at my dog, and my dog is looking at him like. <laughs> <laughs> Other times, the conversations turn to more serious topics, like their ethnicities and families. I'm like, this is getting crazy. Yeah, so there's four yeah. of us in the one room. I was like, this is, I've never met this many Armenians in one place. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like. I just, I really, it's very rare for me to come across an Armenian. And you're Egyptian weird? Lebanese? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Egyptian Lebanese. So there's just... four Lebanese people in the same round? <laughs> yeah. It turns out most of the OCC students that went to this tournament were second generation Americans with their parents immigrating from another country. It was really cool to see everyone bonding over this and the diversity that's present on the team. How many of y'all, did, did any of y'all play translator for your parents growing up? A no? Bit. A little bit? They got better. Okay. Yeah, then, yeah, of course. Speech and debate always moves fast. You're always practicing, always coaching, always preparing. It doesn't help that most OCC classes are still online, meaning there's no dead time in between classes on campus to chat in the squad room. This right here, waiting for a round to start, is one of the first times the team has had an opportunity to just chill, not worry about anything, and exist in the same space together. Soon enough, though, it was time for the first IE round, and the team encountered an unexpected obstacle. Finding your way through an unfamiliar college campus. Okay, where's 107 on the map? Where's 107 on the map? We're here. I need to go to. Where's 107? We're here. Yeah, but this is another. We're building. in another building. This kind of thing happens all of the time. I would say it's a core part of the tournament experience. Eventually, though, they find the right room. Yeah, break a leg. After the round, the pros competitors meet back up with Shaheen at the picnic table. Okay, cool. So you guys had fun? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a lot of fun. Just for that, when I, I needed that, like, first, you know. <laughs> yeah, get it out. Beautifully yeah. messy, that's what I said. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, like, Absolutely. It's she pulled it off. She did Yeah, good. it was so good. Okay. <laughs> she thinks she did it. She did good. While the team talks some more, I took this as an opportunity to speak to some competitors from other schools to see what their experience was like. Hi, I'm Riza Corsino. I'm a senior at Cal Baptist. Riza was on the Cal Baptist team last year, but this is her first in-person tournament. Last year, everything was online, and so I have social anxiety, so performing online was a lot different than performing in person because online like I can hide behind my keyboard if I need to I don't have to see people's faces because I can just blow up a different thing on the screen um, but this time like the atmosphere is so different like there's actually people in front of me it's a little intimidating but it's I'd say a lot more fun. Some people like Jada have competed in person before, but it's been a while. Yeah, I, I forgot how stressful competition days were. <laughs> and so for me, it was pretty stressful this morning. And I didn't realize like competition adrenaline is so serious. And so like this morning was kind of crazy, but it's been pretty fun. 
There are even students from other countries who have found a community in forensics programs, like Roman. And at the same time, at the same time, uh, I'm an international student, which means that uh, sometimes, like, it can be so hard to to express your feelings, you know. But in my opinion, the more you do it, the better for you. As the day goes on, there's a little bit more of the same. Waiting for rounds, hanging out, then rushing off to go compete before another period of downtime and team bonding. After all the rounds were over, it was time for the last big event of the day, the awards ceremony. Once again, this tournament was a little bit different. While award ceremonies are typically held in an auditorium, this one was just done outside. This was due to social distancing. The tournament organizers say a few words, thank some people, and then start handing out awards. Tournaments will give out awards to the top competitors from each event, and then they'll take the results of all the competitors from each school, add them up, and hand out team sweepstakes awards based on the overall school performance. When we talk about a school winning a tournament, this is what we mean. And, well, OCC won this tournament. Tournament days are long days. We met at 6.30 in the morning to leave for this tournament. We spent all day running around, competing, and figuring stuff out, and all the teams still have a decent drive back home. Because of this, tournaments tend to move pretty quick through awards. As soon as they announce the team's sweepstakes, they send everyone on their way. The OCC team gathers around the school vans before they leave for a final send-off from Shaheen. Hey, first tournament's in the books, right? Yeah. Woo! Congratulations. Yes, exactly. Woo! Now we can roll. Yes, in the books. Uh, Ke Kendall hit her first like, at, at today, like 10, 20 minutes ago. Kendall, I was like, how'd it go, Kendall? And she's like, man, after that first round, it was fine. Like, <laughs> those first round jitters out of the way, and you're like, oh, it's not that big of a motherfucking deal like he was saying, yeah. right? Like, 100%. all of a sudden, you're like, oh, yeah, you're, you weren't lying. It wasn't, it's not that big a deal. It's not this crazy thing. It's just like, okay, cool. Practice, prepare, go, perform, have a good time, meet some cool people. Like that's a pretty cool Saturday. Also, we're out like way earlier than we expected, which is fantastic, right? Um, any thoughts from y'all? Like how'd it go? Did you enjoy yourselves? Y'all have fun? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Super fun, right? I asked a lot of you and I try to make it fun, but I'm also asking a lot. Memorize a 10 minute piece in a week, right? go and practice IPDA for three weeks and then go to a tournament. Like that's asking a lot of y'all and y'all stepped up to the challenge. You met it head on. Maybe it didn't go exactly how you wanted. Maybe it went better than you could have ever expected. I don't really care. I know that it went better than I expected. We also won. Yeah, we won some shit. We Let's won. fucking go. So Let's fucking go. We, won. we had individuals win. Like I'm so proud of all of you. Yeah. And I'm excited to yeah, start the year off on a good note and yeah, keep it moving. Yeah, let's bring it in on that. Do we know how to do it? Did it once. Yeah. Did we do it once? Oh, we're going on me this time. Are we ready? OCC! Let's go. Woo! I have no idea. I met up with some of the team members after the drive back to OCC to see how everyone felt about the day now that it was all over. It went very well. I had lots of fun. When we like left the room, all three of us would just be like, oh my gosh, like what in the world just happened? Like, especially after the first round, we we're just like, what? Like, 
Did we really just do that? It was awesome. I I would say I most enjoy just talking to people. I met people in the bathroom, people in the lobby, people, I mean, even my own like teammates, that was the best. Just today was, I was honestly like dreading it. Bye, bye Emma. I'll, I'm, I'm excited to hang out, yeah. I'll see you on Tuesday. But yeah, like Emma and everyone, I've definitely gotten closer with the team and it was just a good day. I've been looking forward to like an in-person tournament. I was super nervous, super didn't really want to go in the beginning and, and now I'm, I'm so excited, I'm ready to work. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there is a lot that goes on at a tournament, a lot. And that can be really intimidating. But after you go through it all, after you walk through the steps, after you realize that yes, this is something you are capable of, it kind of unleashes something. Suddenly, you aren't worried about just getting through a tournament. You want to crush it. We're taking a little mid-season break, so no new episodes next week. But don't worry, there are more tournaments, more events, and plenty left to explore. We have just barely scratched the surface of forensics. This is Soapboxers. Soapboxers is produced by myself, Talon Stradley, and mixed by Chris Moore. Our executive producer is Shaheen Davari. Our theme music was created by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our podcast art was designed by the delightful Rhiannon White. Other music in the episode was provided by musicfine.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Hired Judge, and the Professional Speech and Debate Association. And extra special thanks to Clark Moore, John Farkas, Fuzzy, Ben Steidel, Aaron McGuire, Ali Beheshti, John Llewellyn, and of course, my mom, for their support on Kickstarter. If you want to join these saints in the fiscal support of the show, you can visit us at soapboxerspod.com support, where we have recurring and one-time donation options. Check it out to get ad-free episodes, buttons, and shoutouts. If you want to stay up to date on the show, you can follow us on Instagram at SoapboxerPod. We're also on Twitter and TikTok. This show would not be possible without the speech and debate coaches and team at Orange Coast College. Thanks for letting me tag along. Soapboxers is a production of Newton's Dark Room, a podcast studio set to explore imagination through antiquated audio dramas and nonfiction expeditions. For more information, visit newtonsdarkroom.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. So I, I've been doing podcasting for about like four to five years now. I remember I listened yeah. to the very first one that you put out. The very first Tales episode. of Passing Fantasy? Yes, man. Because that I did uh, before I was on the speech and debate team. Was it Genesis? Oh, fuck, was yeah. It? Okay, yeah, okay. That's OG. Yes, yeah. you know, what? That one, that one isn't even around anymore. Yeah, like, that's I, right. I literally do not even have those episodes. Yeah, I remember. I listened to that shit. Anymore.